Hello and welcome to the Locked On Flyers podcast for Tuesday, April 28th. Your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high quality content is excited to talk about our youngest, newest redhead in the Flyers family, Wade Allison. Yes, I'm so excited to talk about Wade. Yeah, we love gingers. Locked on Flyers is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to get all of our episodes here on the Locked on Sports Network, your team every day. We're your hosts. I'm Rachel. And I'm Danielle. And like we just said in the intro, today we are going to talk all about recent ELC signee Wade Allison with Avash Kalra, who is a senior writer from the College Hockey News. So he knows all about Wade, and we're excited to talk to him about our prospect. And then, of course, we will wrap up with our Flyers fun thing. Follow us on Twitter at LockedOnFlyers. Send us your questions for our weekly mailbag or just tell us about how you rate our prospects. You can also email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. So, Danielle, I know you are excited about Wade Allison. Like, what's the thing you're most looking forward to about him? Um, just seeing how he will add to and change the dynamic of the teams in the locker room. Um, I'm thinking mostly at the thinking about the Phantoms, but I mean, it's definitely a possibility that he can make a jump to the Flyers. But yeah, just Wade seems like such a great guy. And just seeing him in dev camp, he just seems like he's a joy to be around. So I love players like that. And so I'm excited about that from him. Me too. Uh, Just as a reminder for you guys, uh, if you aren't as familiar with Wade, he was drafted by the Flyers in 2016 in the second round, 52nd overall. He's a 6'2", 205-pound power forward. He spent all four years as a college hockey player at Western Michigan University, where he scored 45 goals and 52 assists for 97 points in 106 games. Of note, in January of 2018, Wade tore his ACL in his right knee, and it did take him quite a while to get back to playing, so hence the lower total number of games played over a college career than you might expect. This most recent season at Western Michigan, he was fourth on the team in scoring, which is pretty good considering he missed nine games this year. And he had 10 goals, 13 assists for 23 points in those 26 games. He had had a concussion, but it was feeling pretty good toward the end of the season. And he is noted for having really good puck possession and great hands. So that being said, let's get into our conversation with Avash Kalra. So as we previewed. Today we have joining us Avash Kalra, who's a senior writer for College Hockey News, to talk to us about Wade Allison. Welcome. Thanks very much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, we are excited to talk about one of our uh, recently signed prospects here. It's like with kids, you're not supposed to have a favorite, but I think Wade is one of our favorites. (laughs) Wade's, yeah, I'm, Wade's been through a, a lot, uh, and uh, I think he just his story alone should endear himself to uh, to Flyers fans. 
I think so. I met him the day he was drafted. Actually, I was at that draft and just happened to run into him in the concourse. And he and his family were lovely people. So I've been rooting for him ever since. Mm -hmm. You mentioned him having a little bit of a rough journey. Uh, He's had a bunch of injuries over his career. Do you think he's going to get the injury prone label or has he just had some bad luck? Yeah, it's a great question. I think it's probably the biggest question hanging over his head as as he's now signed uh, his deal with with the Flyers. Um, you mentioned the injury issues, and so for all the listeners, you know, he just taking a step back. I mean, he was drafted back in 2016, uh, second round pick, obviously, and then went to Western Michigan. Really helped turn that that collegiate program around. Um, the season before he arrived, the team had 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 25 losses second most in program history and uh then his freshman year he helped take that team to the ncaa tournament it was a dramatic turnaround uh and he was rolling through his freshman year uh and into his sophomore season and then unfortunately about halfway through his sophomore year he tore his acl and uh obviously that was a big setback for him he had 59 points in 58 games before the injury. Um, he was so, you know, sort of a proven scorer on the score sheet every night. Uh, and that sophomore season, by the way, when he got injured, he was considered one of the top players in the country. He was probably going to be uh, on in the top 10 um, finalists for the Hobie Baker Award, which is the top award given to a college hockey player uh, at the end of the season. He was actually scoring on like 28% of his shots, if I recall that season. It was pretty remarkable before his injury. And that really set him back. He was obviously out for the rest of his sophomore season. He wasn't really back in the lineup regularly for over a year after his injury. It really took him a while. Uh, and and a lot of us wondered if he would really be that same kind of player that he was as a freshman in the first part of his sophomore year. But he really answered that down the stretch of his senior season. Obviously, his senior season was cut short because of the COVID-19 pandemic uh, and as when the college hockey season was canceled. Um, but he had 19 points in his last 15 games. He, he looked just like he did when he was uh, a freshman and sophomore. I think he p- kind of put those issues to rest. He had a couple... It, uh, other injuries here and there, but what player doesn't? A um, couple uh, uh, upper body injuries. He, he had a shoulder issue that missed, caused him to miss a few games as a senior. But you, you, he really couldn't have done anything on the play that he tore his ACL on. And uh, like I said, he he looked like his old self late in his senior year. And so I would feel optimistic um, about his chances. He he plays a, a hard nosed physical game, and so any player like that is going to. Um, Uh, leave themselves open to potentially injuries, but I wouldn't call him injury prone. You brought up a really good point um, that when Wade is healthy, he is just a dominant offensive player. Um, And we did get to see that he was coming on to that uh, at at the end of his senior year. What do you think is his greatest strength offensively? And and then also to tack on, what about defensively? Sure. Uh, So he's a, he's a, he's a big, kid uh and he's not really a kid anymore by the way he, he you know he, uh though he just is signing his professional contract he signed he'll turn 23 this october but he's uh he's big um you know over 200 pounds he's uh, a tall six foot two uh and uh but he doesn't sort of play um in a style that you would necessarily expect for a big man yes he would qualify uh, if you want to categorize him as a power forward, uh, but he he plays and he, so he plays well around the net. Uh, but he, in addition to his power, 
um, which you can see when he shoots the puck. I mean, he's got a rocket of a shot. He also has a lot of speed, and that's actually why um, he is uh, so well regarded. He was a great player to watch when he was at Western Michigan, and it's also part of the reason why, you know, four years ago he shot up the draft board. Um, you know, he uh, he led the USHL playoffs in scoring heading into that draft and, and really shot up. Uh, he was the playoff MVP in that league uh, before he got drafted and uh, has always been a scorer uh, despite being a power forward. So he plays well in front of the net. He's physical, uh, but his speed sets him apart. Um, he's, he's very strong on the puck uh, and great hands. Defensively, so I honestly, in as for Western Michigan, for, for the listeners who um, maybe don't follow college hockey as, as much, um, and by the way, you should if you don't. But uh, Western Michigan plays in a conference called the NCHC. Uh, that conference has won the last four national championships and um, could have won the, the fifth uh, in a row, certainly, if, if the season had, had not been cut short. Um, playing in such a high-powered league, uh, Western Michigan over the last few years, despite, they had, despite the turnaround that uh, Wade Allison and his classmates helped engineer, uh, a big knock on them, honestly, was, was their defense as a team. Um, part of it was, was iffy goaltending here and there, uh, but they would have stretches of play where, uh, for whatever reason, they would allow you know, five, six goals in a game, and it would happen night after night for weeks at a time, and then they'd turn it around. This season, this past season, uh, Wade's senior season, he was different. Uh, the whole team had committed defensively um, to um, being better. And uh, you could tell with Wade, too, instead of always being focused on offense, uh, which he, there's no question, um, that's his bread and butter, uh, he was getting back on the puck much better. Uh, he seemed faster. And I think he, you know, as, as these players go through college, uh, you've got to remember, they kind of have to grow into their game. They have to get used to playing in a six foot two, 205 pound body uh, on both ends of the ice. And, and Wade is a great example of using that time in college to, to get used to playing on, on the defensive end. The offensive uh, end comes naturally to him. So defensively, it was the area that he's really improved during his college season. Uh, and it's just a matter of commitment and drive to get back um, defensively, break the puck out um, as he's coming through the ice. So those two areas, especially breaking the puck out, is what has improved his game uh, defensively. So earlier you talked about something that I had actually noticed in terms of having uh, seemingly on paper similar seasons, his freshman year and his senior year, mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, taking a larger number of shots and, you know, higher point per game. He, he was on pace, like you said, senior year to probably have his best season if he, if he hadn't missed those games. Yeah. And it seems like from his freshman year, the reason was he was the guy. And so that's why he was taking all of those shots. But then, so would you say that it was more of the system and the team around him that allowed him to excel his senior year similarly, or was it all him? So, you know, with a, just like with any uh, team success, uh, it was certainly, I would say uh, the, the uh, sort of, uh, um, share of uh, who who could you know be responsible for that was spread throughout the team. Wade was a big part of it, uh, but uh, you know he had his uh, his class, uh, including one of his line mates his senior year, Dawson DiPietro, um, 
junior Austin Ruschoff, they played on line together for most of the season uh, and they were clicking. I mean, you could tell they knew where each other was going to be on the ice earlier in this earlier in Wade's career. Um, especially at first he played with Colt Conrad, uh, who was a year older than him. Actually Colt and Wade, uh, just as a side note, grew up, uh, in small towns in Manitoba, uh, like really small towns. I mean, they, if you look them up on Wikipedia, they actually d- describe them as hamlets. Uh, there's like less than 50 <laughs> people living in those towns. And so they grew up playing t- together, um, in tournaments. And, and then they, it just so happened that Colt Conrad went to Western Michigan, and that was part of the reason why Wade did too. So Wade played a lot with Colt. Uh, they uh, they clicked earlier in the in the in Wade's career just because they had that familiarity with each other when they were kids. Um, later on, he started playing with other players, and um, I think just in watching his games, he he tends to adapt to um, to other players around him, uses their skills, he compliments them. Um, so this this strength of the team his senior year was really spread around like i said it was um wade was a major leader and really excelled down the stretch which has kind of been a theme of his career he tends to excel well late in the season playoffs times when uh, you really need scoring so he was doing that uh, but certainly uh, there were others um, helping as well You've watched Wade um, while he was in college, and mm-hmm. from what you've seen, what is it about him and his game that sets him apart from his teammates? So, other than uh, just how well he uses his big frame, um, he has a he has a really great work ethic. Um, he's resilient. I mean, that part of the story is unquestioned. I mean, just coming back from the injury that he had, a torn ACL, um, that's hard to do in any sport, let alone a. Uh, contact sport like ice hockey with the style that Wade plays. Um, That alone shows how resilient he is. But he's also just got an incredible work ethic. Uh, You can tell it's off the ice. In fact, um, the first time I talked to him for a story for for College Hockey News was back in um, 2017, I believe. It was his uh, um, uh, sophomore, early in his sophomore season. uh, And he, uh, he was actually, it was during the holiday break and he had just finished a final exam and talked to me and then he was going to work out. Um, and that was during the holiday break. And so you could just tell that he's committed to, um, in college, both academics, obviously, and then, and then committed to getting better every day uh, as a player. That was unfortunately just a few weeks, if I recall before his, uh, his torn ACL, but, um, his, uh, his work ethic uh, sets him apart without question. I th- I'm, I'm sure that's why the Flyers organization um, is excited as well to have him on board in addition to, you know, how he projects to being a, a scorer and a, a strong forward. So do you think, you know, sort of that work ethic is what led him to get the A or is there something else beyond that? Like what kind of guy he is in the room or as just a general leadership style? Yeah, he um, he wore a, he wore the A on his uh, jersey two straight seasons, uh, I believe, at Western. He actually wore wore the A as a junior before college as well, and so he's always kind of shown that leadership quality. Um, he uh, he's he's uh, you know in speaking with him, you know he's he's well mannered uh, and uh, direct. Um, I think he's he's the leader who probably leads most by example. Um, I've never, I haven't been in a locker room, so I can't comment on, on if he's loud uh, and uh, uh, demonstrative during intermissions and so forth. But I don't get that sense. I get the sense that he's more a leader by example on the ice. 
Um, and as a result, his teammates look up to him. Um, you know, I mentioned a couple of them, but, you know, in speaking to guys like Colt Conrad and Dawson DiPietro when they were at Western Michigan, uh, they speak so highly and uh, um, with so much praise of Wade. Uh, you can just tell that he has the respect of his teammates. And that's that's really important. That is. And um, that was one of the the things that made me so excited that the, the Flyers uh, drafted Wayne, uh, Wade and um, signed him. Because he just seems like a, such a great guy off the ice. And just from looking at the Flyers development camps, we've seen that he's just meshed in really well with the group of prospects that the Flyers do have. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of the prospects, Wade obviously has an advantage over many of them because spending the last four years developing at Western Michigan, he's grown into his frame and his size. Um would you be surprised if he made the jump from college to the NHL? Um, and what is it about his game that could transfer into the NHL? Yeah, so uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, he'll he'll likely play uh, certainly in the American Hockey League at, at first. And um, I, I think just, again, he was drafted, like I said, you know, four years ago now um, as a second rounder. And uh, so it's been a long wait in many ways for Flyers fans, kind of wondering whatever happened to this guy who who uh, the team drafted in a, in a second round of a draft. You know, those players have a reasonable chance of eventually making it making their way to the pros and specifically to the NHL level. You know, it'd be, it would have been interesting, honestly, if he hadn't had that injury his sophomore season, the way it was going. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he... Uh, would have signed after that season. Um, you know, a lot of times players in college, if they have a standout season like that, they're a Hobie Baker finalist and so forth. Um, that often leads to, to signing a contract and, and uh, that took a step back. And he really used those last two years to recover from that and get better and get back to that level where he was before. So, um, so the maturity that he has now is a 23 year old as uh, this October um, is going to help him quite a bit. Uh, there are some players who do are one and done in college hockey, just like they are in any other sports. Um, but uh, the players who, who stay four years and then go on to, um, to sign a contract, they're in a unique position because um, they're not, they're not young players. They actually have quite a bit of experience. And uh, I think that's going to help him transition quickly. You know, he probably projects to, um, you know, a, second or third line forward uh, at some point for the Flyers just because of um, his style of play. I think he's, like I said, gifted offensively. He'll certainly contribute. Um, he tends to play big in big moments, uh, and that's going to serve him well. So I see him I see him playing for the Flyers at some point without question. Well, we certainly hope so. Is there a current NHL player that you think – uh, matches his style of play so people can get an idea of what to expect? Yeah, so I, I knew you were going to ask me that question, and so I was, I've been thinking about it. Uh, and it's really, it's really hard. Uh, I think it's hard to compare um, uh, players who haven't played in the NHL to current NHL players. That said, um, if you're thinking about a power forward, who he can, um, uh, as far as at least who he uh looks like in terms of his frame and perhaps the style of play. You know, I think about Anders Lee um, for the New York Islanders. He's the captain for the Islanders. Now, Anders is an exceptional player. He also played college hockey, by the way, at, at Notre Dame. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, for for Wade, 
uh, I would say that Anders is, is sort of a uh, style to uh, that he can potentially emulate at the NHL level. Um, it's it that would be a an amazing kind of best case scenario, honestly, if he turns out to be that productive uh, with that kind of leadership. But if you if you're thinking about a power forward who's also a leader, um, quick strong around the net. Uh, that's the first name that comes to mind. Also with a similar background, like I said, playing college hockey. That's not I'm, a terrible comparison. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I would not mind that at all. <laughs> so um, earlier you said, you know, for Flyers fans who don't um, follow college hockey, um, the Flyers do have a couple of prospects in uh, Wade's division or school's division. Is there any team in that division that you think is a team you'd keep out, keep an eye out on if you had no former allegiances to any college teams? Um, in terms of the NCHC conference uh, yes. that Western Michigan plays in, yeah. So, um, so there are uh, there are six um, conferences in college hockey, and uh, like I said, the NCHC has has won the last four national championships. So. Top to bottom, it's an incredible conference, but uh, it's kind of highlighting at the top uh, tier, I guess, of the conference for the last two or three years have been Minnesota Duluth. They won the last two national championships, uh, University of Denver uh, and North Dakota. Those are the three teams that have won the last four titles. So uh, Western Michigan was right on the NCAA bubble heading into um, what was going to be a first round playoff series, uh, quarterfinal series in the conference with St. Cloud State. Uh, that that was scheduled for just a few days after when the, the season was canceled. And uh, Western Michigan, Wade Allison and Western Michigan, they, they really pummeled that St. Cloud team just uh, less than two months earlier. Uh, back-to-back games, they won six to two. And uh, I think that that series that was going to happen, which was going to happen in Western Michigan, uh, would have really propelled them to hopefully uh, a postseason run and uh, potentially back to the NCAA. So Western Michigan, you know, you have to feel for them and, and Wade Allison. They had this chance to um, to make a run their senior year, and, and that was cut short. Uh, obviously, they're not alone in that. Uh, players around the country in all sports were affected by that. So um, essentially, uh Those teams, like I said, Minnesota, Duluth, Denver, uh, North Dakota, those are teams that uh, kind of take the headlines in the NCHC. Okay, and we have two Flyers prospects on uh, each of those teams, or one Flyers prospect on each, um, Noah Cates uh, on Minnesota, Duluth, and Bobby Brink on Denver. So if you're listening, you should follow them. (laughs) (laughs) And the, both both players are both players are are excellent. I've uh, I live in Denver, so I have a chance. I've had a chance to see uh, Bobby Brink many times. Uh, um, there and and Noah Kate certainly have, have seen him play many times too, including at the NCAA level. So both are uh, both are good prospects for Flyers fans to keep an eye on. Excellent. Well, maybe down the line we'll talk to you about Noah Cates. <laughs> Absolutely, I'd be happy to. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining us, Avash. This has been really informative, and I am certainly even more excited about Wade Allison now. No problem. I'm uh, happy to have had the chance to come on and talk to you guys. Um, Thanks so much. That was so good, Danielle, wasn't it? It was such a good conversation. Avash is such a joy to talk to. He is, and I think being a college hockey expert and covering 
that style of play on a regular basis really allows him to give us some you know extra special insight into a way that you might not get just from watching highlights exactly which was exactly what we were looking for when we do these prospect profiles because you know we don't get to watch them every day but talking to people who do get to watch a lot of their games uh, you really do get a sense of what type of player they are indeed now, I know we have some more Wade. What's what's next? <laughs> yeah, we have our Flyers fun thing. Of course, we try and stick on our theme of the day a little bit for our fun stuff. So we have a Wade Allison trifecta of fun things, which is pretty cool. There isn't a ton of edited highlight packages for him out there, but there's a really good one from the 2017-2018 season that's available. And I think... The thing about it is that it really highlights how good of hands he has and his creativity. Yeah, definitely. Watching that, you just get so excited because he is able to complete and finish some plays that um, just get you ready for to watch him in the Phantoms or the Flyers. I think so. And then the second video we have linked for you in the show notes is from Flyers Dev Camp where he was mic'd up for a game. And I think it really gives you a little bit of insight into his personality. And he's kind of a a talker out there. Oh, yes, he is. This is my favorite one. Um, He is so funny and he is always talking. It's a really good video to show you just like what type of person he is because he seems like he's just a joy on the ice. And I love that he's a flyer. Yeah, me too. And I think that you know, at least from my perspective, he presents like the perfect balance of having fun out there, but being talkative in a way that, you know, helps him with his line mates and communication and doing better the next play out. Yeah, I think he's always looking to improve and learn from what just happened. And I, I think this mic'd up video really shows that. I completely agree. And then... Finally, the last thing in our trifecta is a player profile video. It's, it's really short, but from uh, Western Michigan. And I think it just shows like what kind of a leader and teammate he is and that, you know, he had had a chance to maybe go pro sooner, but he didn't. And so he talks about, you know, why he's dedicated to that university and the program and his teammates. And I think it just bodes well for the future in terms of how he'll approach being a teammate on the Phantoms or the Flyers. Absolutely. And that was one of the things that we talked about with Avash was just like the leadership that Wade brings. And I think you really can see that in this video. So again, we'll link to all three of this Wade Allison trifecta in our show notes so you can watch it for yourself. And that brings us to the end of today's show. We'll be back again tomorrow where we have our weekly mailbag. So send us in your questions or comments about the flyers or hockey or the hiatus or whatever you got going on in your mind. You can tweet us your questions at Locked on Flyers or email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. I'm Danielle, and you can find me on Twitter at Danielle underscore Nick. That's Danielle underscore N-I-C-C. And I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. Now tune in to the latest episode of Locked on NHL. Have a great day.